We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. AVS Media Papa Hotel Lima Echo November Radio Check. Papa Echo November, good afternoon. Uh, read you five. Good afternoon. Read you five as well. Papa Echo November. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the x everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free 1-800-610-7035. Email X-Zone at XZoneRadioTV.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at Hotmail.com. And our website, www.XZoneRadioTV.com. Exonation, my guest this hour is a gentleman by the name of Bruce Hennigan. We're going to be talking to Bruce about video games. And the question I'm asking today, are video, are video killing games making teens violent? Now, there's been a lot in the news uh, lately about the horrific, uh, you know, deaths that, have, that were in uh, Connecticut. And of course, you know, we just don't have to stop at Connecticut. You you look back, we've got Columbine, we've got Aurora, and the list goes on and on and on. Well, my guest this hour is uh, Bruce Jen Hennigan, like I said, and uh, he is a physician certified apoth- uh, apologetic instructor, I should say, and the author of a Christian thriller, The Twelfth Demon, Mark of the Wolf Dragon, 
he agrees with me. He says yes. And this is a quote. Video games like Mortal Kombat and Grand Theft Auto 3, which kids uh, tend to play for hours and hours at a time, desensitize them to the things that most of us cringe and turn away. Screams, blood, and death. Joining me now from the beautiful state of Louisiana is my guest this hour, Exxon Nation, Bruce Hennigan. And Bruce, welcome to the Exxon. Oh, Rob, thanks for having me. You know, Bruce, uh, I, I cringe with these video games. Uh, I, I, my personal belief is, yes, what we're doing is we're teaching our kids that if they kill or if they commit crimes, they get gratification by points. And to me, this oh. is all wrong. Well, you're exactly right. One of the, you know, lots of studies have been done about this, and part of the attraction of violent video games uh, is the ability just to kill with randomness and you're just exactly right. They end up being uh, kind of, uh, they get positive strokes for killing people. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of gives you a positive feedback and makes it uh, makes it a thrill, makes it a, a good thing to, to kill people, even in the video games. So you know that, 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 and that does carry over into life. It really does. You know, I don't know how anyone in their right mind could ever actually think that crime, violence, death, and all this negativity that a lot of these video games uh, you know, basically teach our children and those who play them are, are good, and why they've been allowed to stay on the market is beyond me. Well, it's true. I mean, they they glorify death, they glorify yeah. killing, they create an alternate reality where you can just get away with anything. I, I think I think technology is getting away from the grip of humanity, and it's going on its own tangent. And I think that we need to take. We need to do something now before it even gets worse than it already is. Well, that's true because, uh, I mean, you're right. This this uh, danger here mm -hmm. is that the violence is glorified, and our studies have shown it changes the brain chemistry. It enhances uh, aggressive and violent behavior. It, it causes people to have less self-control and less empathy, and that's the danger. All right, uh, Bruce, please stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break. Exo Nation, Bruce Hennigan is our special guest. And the question is, are video killing games making teams vi teens violent? My opinion, you're damn right they are. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with Bruce Hennigan. His website is www.twelfthdemon.com. That's number one, two, T-H-D-E-M-O-N.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute break. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Bruce Hennigan is my special guest. The question is, are video games making teens violent? 
You better believe it. And in fact, there's a study that shows increase in physical aggression. And uh, Bruce Hennigan is our special guest. Once again, his website is www.12thdemon.com. At Exonation, it's 12thdemon.com. Uh, Bruce, as 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 a as a doctor, as a physician, and uh, as a dad, and as a as a you know a member of the clergy, where do you think we went wrong? When did all this violence, in your opinion, sir, spring up? Like I, I went to school, we never had this problem when I was going to school. You know. Well, you know, you back know? back in the '60s, I think culture became what we call, call postmodern. In other words, we abandoned the idea that there's a God, that there's mm-hmm. a story behind the fabric of the universe, and we embrace this idea that everybody can create their own reality. And when you do that, your life no longer has meaning or purpose. You have to come up with that for yourself. And when video games came out, they, they offered an immersive alternate reality where you could literally become your own God, where you could do whatever you want to. There were no morals, there were no rules, yep. and I and I believe that thinking began to to seep into our society. And that I mean that's just one symptom of this this kind of society that, that has lost its foundation. You know, I, I remember the first video games that came out. You had Pong, and then wow, the next All best right. thing was was Miss uh, was Pac Man. Then you had Miss Pac Man, and then you had Space Invaders, and so on. You you, you didn't go out and kill anyone. You went around That's eating right. little dots and garbage cans. You know. Well, you know, one of the seminal games that came out was uh, was the one about uh, the cars that could run down. Uh, you could run down people crossing the street and little tombstones. That was like 1976. Oh and uh, that, there was a huge outcry when that first came out. But you know what? It caused that that game to sell like crazy. And I think that's when the video industry, video game industry, said there's money to be found in controversy. Yeah. And so let's, you know, and, and they capitalize on that like we do, like most uh, companies do, capitalize on sex and violence mm-hmm. and sensationalism. Well, look at the media. If it, the, the old saying in the print industry is if it don't bleed, it don't lead. The more right. sensationalistic the news, the more people that watch. The more people that watch, the higher the ratings get. And you know, the, and the problem is, like you said, studies have shown that when kids and people get involved in these violent video games, it changes your behavior. It changes your brain chemistry, and the video game industry keeps denying this, mm-hmm. but the evidence is is overwhelming that this is true. T- tell me something. Do you think that the banning of uh, games is a solution to violence, or would this just be a band-aid effect? Well, that, that's where you get into the whole topic of censorship. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm an author. I don't want anybody censoring my books. But the, the video game industry has to realize and admit the effect that this violence is having on society and at least take the responsibility mm-hmm. of creating a rating system that makes sense, that's easily understood, or the government's going to have to step in and regulate the industry. But I also think that there's a, a huge responsibility for parents and for game players to understand that ideas have consequences and what they're putting into their brains. I mean, it's the old computer adage, garbage in, yeah. garbage out. Yeah. You lie down with dogs, you're going to get up with fleas. I mean, what you're doing to your mind is going to change it. So there's there's kind of a dual responsibility there. And frankly, if we ban video games, it's just going to make these violent games, it'll make them more popular. There'll be a whole black market for it. So I, I think the solution is kind of multifactorial. You know, we have to tie in the banning of video games or the recalibrating of video games into the gun debate that is going on presently because one That's apparently true. goes hand in hand with the other. That's true. Yeah, the studies have shown these 
these people who become, quote, school uh, shooters, yeah. the FBI analyzed their lifestyles. And there's a number of factors like, uh, you know, abusive uh, parents or, or drug abuse, uh, drug abuse besides video games, but every single one of these kids had access to these violent video games and they had access to guns. So, you know, those are probably the two most mm -hmm. important ingredients, uh, but there's a lot, of, a lot of other factors too, but you're right, that it, it all goes hand in hand. Yeah. So, You know, maybe this is a parallel that a lot of listeners can, can understand, especially the moms and the dads. When we were kids, I, you know, I'm, I think I'm a little older than you are, um, in the day of the first black and white television shows, you had the Lone Ranger, Cowboys and Indians. There was pretty, right. you know, quite a bit of violence back then. You had the Cowboys shooting the Indians. And then you had shows on like Combat, um, and you know the list goes on. Yes. It seems that violence has increasingly become part of our sociological uh, I ideology. You know, and, and it really goes deeper than that. I think we have come to the point where we have made the human body, the human person, nothing more than a meat sack. I mean, look yeah. at the CSI shows that show these autopsies, and yep. they show people dying with their eyes open. We've just become so desensitized yep. to violence and death because it's all around us. Our society is fascinated with it. So where do we draw the the apex to this this problem is it that we have become too politically correct and we have taken out what i consider to be the safety factor to our youth and that's the the teaching of religion in schools oh i agree i mean we i think we've really gone far overboard i mean our country you know the united states is founded on godly principles yes. in god we trust right and and even if you're an atheist or an agnostic the idea of a transcendent being that gives you rights that cannot be taken away by your government is so vitally important for us as to have freedom and liberty. We need to at least embrace that idea and that philosophy. But, but we've gone so overboard in removing any kind of religious expression from the public purview, and that's where it's headed. There's, we're not even going to be able to express religious ideas out in public. That's called secularization. That's what we're headed for. And I think that just guts your, your life of any kind of uh, a philo philosophical meaning or any kind of depth. Or mm -hmm. we're, we're human beings. We're not animals, and we're not robots. And I believe we have a soul and we have a spirit, and that religious uh, aspect of us is vitally important to preserve, that, that spiritual aspect. Can you just imagine if the same amount of force was behind religion like it is to uh, by organizations like the NRA to maintain the right to bear arms and wait, how come oh, wow. how come nobody's ever gone to to the extremes that the right to practice one's own religion right I mean, how, where, where did right. that go wrong and, and who uh, nobody asked me if I wanted to be politically correct I've got a well, saying you know wherever the plane lands it takes off. <laughs> That's true. And I think you're right. It's this political correct movement has just, uh, it's gone way, way overboard. And, yeah. and, and we just don't want to offend anybody. But, you know, life life is offensive. People are offensive. Growth is painful. There, it, it's part of living, and we, sh we can learn to disagree and still respect each other. But it's this idea that you do away with disagreement, yeah. do away with conflict. And, and we'll all be a nice, happy uh, utopia, which is... And we'll all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> you know, to me, it's Merry Christmas. You don't like it, don't look at my house. 
To me, it's right. Happy Easter. You don't like it? I'm not giving you any Easter eggs. It's right. not. It's Halloween. It's not Black and Orange Day. Come on. Right. What are we doing? We're taking. It's 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 gone to the ridiculous point. And yet, and yet, we'll allow people to buy these uh, these ridiculous weapons with multiple, uh, you know, with hundred rounds in them. We'll allow them to sell video games where they are teaching the youth of today and any other idiot who likes to play them how to kill. But, yeah, we went, the first Soldier of Fortune video game back in like in the 1980s, they had an ex-Army uh, combat specialist who, who trained the, the programmers to show kids playing this game how to hit 26 specific kill zones on a human body. I mean, it was a murder simulator. Now, why do kids need to know that? I mean, that may be interesting, but, but why do you need to train them to be able to hit 26 different separate kill zones in a human being? I it's, mean, that, it's very that simple. Way... The, the answer is very simple. Because these companies make money. That's it. It's the, money. money it all is, boils down to money. Money is the root of all evil. That's right. You know, look at the look at the alternative energy field. They're not going to get ahead because too many people are making money from the fossil fuel industry, even though it's going to destroy this planet one day. People I mean, don't. You're absolutely right, and I'm sure that there are, there are many in the past. I've I've read mm -hmm. stories about the uh, the oil industry suppressing or buying out patents for alternate yeah. forms of energy and suppressing them, hiding them because they didn't want the competition. I mean, who knows where we could be today? if we truly had open, competitive ideas about alternate fuel. I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, so many people talk about the Star Trek theory, uh, you know, with the, 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 what was it, the Federation of Planets, and how everybody lives together, and how they work together, and how they share this, that, and the other thing, and yet nobody's working towards it. Very few That's people right. are. Very few people are. That's right. And it's because we don't want to give up our own personal rights and our own personal... Uh, you know, you, you have to make some sacrifices to mm -hmm. accommodate and respect another person. You may just, like I said earlier, you may disagree with somebody, yeah. but you can respect them, and you can you can agree to disagree respectfully instead of you trying to tell me I can't I can't stand your opinion, so we're going to wipe it out. Well, listen, the people, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, where the political correctness has gone overboard to pacify, if we went to their countries and did not conform to the way that their society dictates, there's problems. Oh, yes. But over here, we just say, oh, you want us to change that? No problem. We don't want to offend you because we're politically correct. Bull! That's right. You know, come on, enough is enough. I, I believe in living and let living. That's right. But don't, I agree. But don't shove it down my throat. Exactly. You know, let, let's, let's do something as, as a society to make it better. Not to make it worse. Let's let's teach people. You know what? Let's get the hippies back. There's the solution. Make <laughs> love, not war. That's right. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. You've got that right, my friend. I you... mean, there's a whole lot of truth to that. There really is. And love is one thing you cannot recreate in a video game. You can't recreate it in a, in a, in a movie. Yeah. You know, love is real. It's between people, and and it's and that love goes back to mutual respect. And, and I, everything we've been talking about, and, and I think that's that's the difference between humanity and animals is we have the capacity 
to love. And, and, here, and here's, an, here's, here's love. another difference. Animals don't have to take commercial breaks with news. I do. <laughs> Stand by, right. Bruce. Bruce Hennigan's my special guest, XO Nation, www.twelfthdemon.com, and that is the number one, two, thdemon.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Bruce and I will be back after the news. Don't go away, and don't play any video games. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network. UK High Definition Radio. Euro High Definition Radio. And Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. Dot xzoneradiotv.com I believe it's meant to Welcome back, anyone. The question is: Are video, our video killing, our video killing games? There, we got it right. Making <laughs> teens violent. You better believe they are. That's my opinion. And um, I guess this hour is Bruce Hennigan. Bruce is the author of The Twelfth Demon, Mark of the Wolf Dragon, and he agrees with me. He says yes. His website is twelfthdemon.com. Uh, That's www the number one two the demon. I'm sorry, one two t h demon.com Bruce is there a connection in your opinion uh, between the negativity that we're seeing now and theological philosophies that are coming into effect oh definitely I think we live in a very uh, narcissistic nihilistic society that has abandoned any kind of belief in a what we call a meta narrative or a big story or mm-hmm. the or a story behind the fabric of the universe. And of course, as a Christian, I believe that, that God created the universe and imbued it with purpose and, and destiny, and that's what we've lost as a culture. We, we walk around saying, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my destiny? What's, my, what's the meaning of life? And our culture has taken all of that out of our, the very fabric of our life, and I think that's why so many kids turn to alternate realities like video games. What about the uh, all these television shows now that have vampires and and werewolves? Is this part of the of the of the negativity that that so many religious philosophies like the Bible teach about to going towards the end times? Oh well, I think so because if you you know when I grew up, mm-hmm. I'm sure when you grew up, vampires were really nasty, bad. They sure were. Oh, definitely. Yep. They would kill you in a heartbeat. But look at Twilight, where we've recreated vampires to make them these these six-pack ab, you know, sparkly-skinned, doe-eyed mm-hmm. guys and girls who go around writing wonderful music and live forever. They, we've made them a role model because 
that's the only alternate reality of immortality that is left to, uh, to the imagination in our culture. When you take away God and heaven and the idea of eternity, you're going to fill it with something. I mean, we're, we're looking for that. I believe our, we have a spirit, we have a soul, and, and God has put eternity in the hearts of all men. And if we turn our backs on the idea of God, we're going to find something else. And it's a poor substitute when you have to turn to vampires and zombies. I mean, look at, at The Walking Dead. What a popular show. I've tried to watch it. It's all about zombies getting their brains blown I out, which is a lot like these video games. I can't get I'm, into them. Why, why, do I want to, why would I want to watch this for an hour and a half, you know? Uh, but that's what we've turned to. We've embraced a very poor substitute for eternity in these vampires and zombies and, and these undead. You write about beings from the dark side. What do you think these creatures tell people about themselves? Well, in my book, The Twelfth Demon... I just got through trashing vampires, but I use I use vampires and I use the the old school version of vampires because uh, I think what these creatures have to show us, if you look at the myth of vampire, and I go into mm-hmm. a lot about the history of the myth of the vampire, is there immortal creatures who can only live if they kill somebody else, and, and that immortality that's an important thing that we're searching for because we I think we as human beings have an immortal eternal soul that's going to spend eternity somewhere. And so what I think the, these dark creatures reflect back to us is that we are also immortal, we're also eternal, but when we took our, turn our backs on the idea of God and these positive things, we become like these vampires, we become the walking undead, mm. because we're just dead inside. So I use these dark creatures in my book kind of as a mirror of where the human soul and the human spirit is in today's culture, that we truly are the walking undead because we've turned our backs on the living truth that was that used to be so important in our culture. So let me ask you this. Do you believe that there is such a thing as an evil demonic force out there? I definitely believe it. I mean, of course, I am a Christian, but yes. I, I have encountered uh, people that I believe were demon-possessed, and, and I've encountered situations where uh, I tell this story about I did a writing week uh, about a year ago, and, and I was in this strange little bed and breakfast in Austin, Texas. My wife was had gone to play bridge, and so I went down there for a week because my son and his wife lived down there, and the whole week I had things occurring to me, things touching me in the night, things happening, radios coming on, just really bizarre, metaphysical, paranormal things that were happening, and I truly Mm. believe that there were these creatures present, and they were trying to stop me from writing my books. And I know that sounds crazy, but man, I'm a scientist. I'm a doctor, and these things happened, and I was there when they happened, and they were real. So I truly believe that. Anyone listening to this show around the world knows you're not crazy. <laughs> that, that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, third world countries, other countries other than the United States, these kind of events take place with regularity. Yeah. They're part of their culture. They're there every day. That darkness just permeates many of these countries. And, and we're right where the enemy, Satan, wants us to be. We, we ignore it. It doesn't exist. We don't pay any attention to it, which is, if you that's the way you want to defeat a culture, that's the best thing you can do is to go out and fly under the radar. So, uh, well, Let me ask you this once again. As, as a scientist, as a doctor, as an author, as a parent, if parents realize that their kids are becoming desensitized to violence, in your opinion, Bruce, is there anything they can do to reverse that effect? Oh, definitely. Yes, there is. You know, the problem is we live in what I call a caretaker society. We, we want to 
we, we try to live our lives through our kids and take them to soccer and win them to do dance and gymnastics. Yeah. But when we get home, we say, just go play that video game. Here, go watch this DVD. And we never, we never appreciate the idea that what we're letting them put in their heads is something that we haven't taken responsibility for. So what parents have to do is they have to involve themselves in what their children, their teenagers are watching, mm-hmm. what the games they're playing, find out about the ratings, ask them, what is going on in this game? Why do you want to play this game? Or why do you want to watch this movie? What is? And, and try to sense the need that is there that is being filled by that experience. And it's really all about connecting and talking to your children and being the kind of involved and caring parent that we should all be. And, and, and it's hard. It's really tough to try to insert yourself into that technological world that they've grown up in. But you've got to do it. You've got to be involved in their lives or they're going to fill it with something else. And that's something else is some of these violent video games and violent media that they uh, involve themselves in. I also believe that society also has to play a major part in all of this, Bruce. I think we have to slow down, smell the roses, and bring the family back to the family unit that it used to be where everyone sits down at the table at the same time and has breakfast, lunch, and supper. And, of course, if if you're at school, it's only understandable. If you take the bus, you can't be home for lunch. But, you know, get together back as a family. Uh, That's it. it. It's, you know, to, to see families today sitting at a table, this is, this, is, this, is, this is true. This happened here in this house. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and my nephew were over, my daughter was over, my wife and I were sitting at the table. Seven out of there were eight of us yeah. at the table. Seven had their iPads out, and they and they were sitting there. And I'm looking at them, saying, "What is wrong with with this family?" Turn off the tech. That's what I tell people. Turn Come off on. the tech. You know, and and it's it's just come to, come to the point where we need to focus again on the family unit. We need to communicate right. with each other. We have to listen to each other. We've lost empathy between family members. You know, Rob, what we've done is we've replaced real, genuine relationships and community with mm-hmm. virtual relationships and virtual communities. And I know that's unavoidable in today's culture. I mean, with Facebook and social yeah. media. But we have a whole generation of kids who are growing up, and they don't know how to relate to each other. They don't know how to look each other in the eye. They don't know how to talk. And most importantly, they don't know how to create intimacy to to court and to date and, and get married and have families. We're losing that dynamic because of this, this huge ingrowth of this technical media that is creating, again, a virtual world that the, our, we're losing our kids to. And, and, and we've got to pull them back to, like you said, come back to the table. Yeah. Let's talk head. Let's look each other in the eye, yeah. and let's talk to each other with our voices, not with the not with the texting or the or Twitter or Facebook. Because what people keep on forgetting that when you and I were talking earlier about money being the root of all evil, whenever you text, whenever you use your cell phone, whenever you, and whenever you go online, use the internet, you're paying somebody for That's that. Right. It's Cha-ching. all money based. That's right. That's you know, right. they, they suck you in by giving you this wonderful service, and then they add the little extras on, and then you've got the major corporations who are saying, geez, I can undercut that guy in the yell, make it so affordable for everybody to leave them, come to us, and we're going to get more money because of the more people that are using our service. It's all money-based. I remember my daughter was talking about, Dad, there's this great app, and if I text somebody, it will talk to me. 
And I said, well, why don't you just dial their number on the phone and talk to them in person? Yeah. And it was just like, huh? <laughs> I'm going... They're, you know, they, they've created, like you said, all these convoluted yeah. ways to make money, and they make you think it's right what you're doing, and it's just not. It's just all smoke and mirrors. So. I, I've, I've had these dingbats on the show who actually got married in their virtual reality worlds. Yes. Yes. That is, that Hello? Is so uh, yes. They, 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 they put more stock in these virtual realities than in their real life. And they get married online, and you know what happens is those lines get blurred. And I've, I've talked to people who've said they walked into a situation, mm-hmm. and suddenly they were back in the video game. It, it, it overlapped their real world. Yeah. What does that tell you about what's going on in their mind and their brain when they can no longer separate reality from virtual reality? And, of course, in those virtual worlds, you, anybody can look like anything. So That's you don't right. know who you're marrying. You Ex- don't know what you're marrying. You exactly. Know? And there, are, there have even been cases in the U.S. courts where people have, re- have, have filed for real divorces in court based on their virtual lives. Oh, man, that's crazy. Like, this is scary. Because what it is I- really, really scary. And, and it's just getting worse and worse every day, you know, with, with Facebook yeah. and Twitter, which I know are important. But, I mean... So what if you've got 10,000 friends on Facebook? Do you have a friend in real life? Ah. Do you have somebody you can call and say, man, can you come over here and just cry with me or yeah. talk to me? I need some help. You know, that's the kind of friends we need. That's the kind of family we need, not somebody on on, on the other side of that screen. And, of course, look at all the electronic bullying that is going on now. Oh, isn't that the truth? You know, bullying I mean, is at all-time high. My daughter's dealing with that now. She's got two friends. She text too commonly and she's always coming down crying because they treated her bad and i'm oh. saying turn the phone off they're not your friends that's right <laughs> do you see it getting better bruce i don't know i don't you know i really don't see it getting any better because i don't see us returning to those bedrock values that you talked about and i think that's the only thing that's going to save us is is going back to old school now yeah. I, today for instance this morning i posted a blog I asked my son, who's 28, he's played video games all of his life. I asked him his opinion, and if y'all want to go to my, anybody listening wants to go to my website, you can read his answer. It's amazing because he has turned his back on video games. And, that, and he said, Dad, I've realized that my whole life is focused on playing these games, and I'm missing out on reality. I'm missing out on relationship with my wife. Wow. I'm missing out on friends and job. So when I see and I read things like that, it gives me some hope that mm-hmm. maybe this younger generation once they realize what they've lost, maybe we can recapture that. Maybe we can point them in the right direction if we can, if we can come back together and listen and have a dialogue about it. Sounds like a plan. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, when you look at all the different, all the different technology that we have at our availability and our disposal. Look, I, 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 I work in an industry that is based on technology, but. Right. You have to stay in charge of the of the technology. The te- you run the technology; it does not run you. Yeah, you've got to control the technology. You cannot let it control yeah. you. And of course, that's what happens with violent video games and then social media. Is you feel this incredible pressure. To, to, I got to get back to it. I got to get back to it. And we are seeing. I've also written a book on depression called Conquering mm-hmm. Depression, and we're, I'm in the process of updating that book because what we're seeing in today's culture in these 20-something kids is an epidemic of suicide and depression because they cannot deal with the pressures of trying to keep up 
with all of this digital media and this digital uh, emphasis in their life. It's taking over their brains. It's burning them out. They're not sleeping. And it's causing them to be frustrated and depressed. And we have a silent suicide epidemic among 20-something kids today just, I feel like, just because of that. You know, I, I've talked to a number of parents, and they know my position on cell phones and iPads and this. I, I, first of all, I say get them out of school. Kids don't need them while they're in school, number one. Number Let two, them hold a real book. Exactly, exactly. Number two, put a dampening effect on the school that Wi-Fi doesn't work within the school grounds. Number three, right. if they need to make a phone call, give them a quarter. Bang. I mean, do you remember when phone calls could wait? <laughs> I mean, nowadays, oh, it's like, oh, I've got to take this. Why do you have to take that? We're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Just let it go to your voicemail. Check on it in 30 minutes. I mean, I, know, I, know, I understand if it's an emergency, but we, have, we are now ruled by the, the urgent and the immediate instead of what, what is important. And uh, you're right. It's just, I think it's running our society. You, sir, have to take a break with me now because technology demands it. Hey, hey, wait a second. What the heck's going on here? ExoNation, (laughs) Bruce Hennigan is my special guest. He's the author of a very interesting book, The Twelfth Demon, Mark of the Wolf Dragon. His website is www.twelfthdemon.com. That's the number one, two, T-H-D-E-M-O-N.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. And welcome back, everyone. My guest this hour is uh, Bruce Hennigan. He is the author of The Twelfth Demon, Mark of the Wolf Dragon. His website is www.twelfthdemon.com. That's the number one, two, T-H-D-E-M-O-N dot com. Um, Bruce, th- first of all, thanks very much for being with me. It's been a great hour, and I'm sure we've uh, got a lot of people throwing uh, their cell phones at the radio by now. But you know what? I don't care. I really, if we can, if we can make the difference in one family's life, then we've succeeded, That's right? That's right. Isn't that the truth? That's that is the truth, my friend. Yes. In your opinion, what can society what can society do to to play a, a part in reversing the roles of this technological technological hell that we found ourselves in? Well, if. With regard to video games, I mean, of course, you can get the government involved. I don't know if I think that that's a good idea or not. Anytime you get the government involved, I'm kind of questionable about mm-hmm. it. But I think 
the way the society can handle this is, first of all, we have to recognize that violent video games, violent media does produce violent behavior. So secondly, that means we have to really go out there and not buy the games. Create, you know, tell our kids, don't buy them, you're not having that. Mm-hmm. You know, you said money talks. Yeah. Use your money to talk, you know, and and get uh, try to encourage uh, kids who have troubles with video gaming and video addiction. Uh, get them counselors. Encourage them to be a part of a, a caring, supportive community. Walk away from the technology. Uh, you know, that's there. There's just a number of things like that that I think we can do. But it's going to take parents and involved adults caring about the future of our kids, caring about our kids and our grandkids, who are willing to step up to the plate and say, I'm not spending any more money, I'm not putting up with it anymore, ideas have consequences, so let's, let's mm-hmm. get some good ideas going and not let these kids get pulled into these alternate worlds filled with violence and death and, and everything that we see in them. So, Bruce, after, after reading your book, what would you like the readers to walk away with? What's the message that you'd like them to carry away? Well, my book, The Twelfth Demon, has in it a character who is an assassin who comes to the realization that she's killed 23 people, and she didn't get there overnight. And and the message I try to get across is that evil comes into our life one little step at a time. We think we've got it under control, and before we know it, we're standing in a room with a gun killing innocent people. I mean, of course, that's an extreme, but that's that's what could happen. You've got to stop it before that. You've got to realize ideas have consequences, and also we can find redemption. We can find forgiveness by restoring our relationship with God, by restoring our relationship with the people we let, and finding that love and, and caring in our lives around us. And so my story is ultimately about forgiveness and redemption and turning your back on violence and realizing that bad things that, that have come in your life don't happen all at once. There are little bitty decisions we make every day that accumulate and lead us down this path to self-destruction. Bruce, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure. Thank I'd love to have you back me. on in the future. I'd love to come back. All right, you take care of yourself now and uh, thank keep you so the great much, work. Sir. Have a great day. You too now. Bruce Hennigan has been my guest this hour. Exonation, www.12thdemon.com. That's www.12thdemon.com. And he's the author of a fascinating book entitled The Twelfth Demon. Mark of the Wolf Dragon. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. <laughs> 